0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're asking the question, could your well-managed city be going bankrupt? It's one of the major questions that's being asked all over the world. You see, the federal government has the right to invent currency out of thin air. They can just print it. In modern day terms, that means changing a number in an account to say they now have more money. The U.S. Federal Reserve does it in the U.S., Bank of England is responsible for this act of magic, and the Bank of Canada has the official right to perform this sleight of hand without going to jail. But let's talk about what a city is. A city is not constitutionally enshrined. It only exists, usually as a corporation, enacted by the state or provincial legislature in which it resides. The bylaws of the corporation are determined at the state or provincial level, and they define the decision-making power of the city council. How local regulations are enacted, and they define the rules around collecting and spending of money. You see, many cities were only allowed to borrow money for very specific purposes. I'm aware of a lot of cities that can only borrow money for capital projects. They're barred by law from borrowing money to fund operating expenses. That seems like a bit of prudent fiscal management. A city that borrows money to fund day-to-day operations is heading for bankruptcy at some point. Since the start of this pandemic, many cities have experienced shortfalls in revenue. A review of several cities showed that they were carrying little more than 40 days of cash burn in the form of liquidity. Under the current circumstances, that might not be enough. Many cities collect about a quarter of their revenue in the form of service fees and user charges. That's everything from parking tickets to fees for using recreational facilities. And since the start of the pandemic, these revenues have fallen to nearly zero. In addition, cities have seen a significant drop in tax revenue collected. Tax revenues account for 50-70% to 70% of a city's total revenue. Many cities have responded with significant workforce reductions. They've cut non-essential services like libraries, swimming pools, recreation facilities, and so on. And they've tried where possible to maintain essential services like police, fire, and various emergency services. They've deferred maintenance where possible, but at a certain point... There's no more discretionary services to cut. First responders are key to protecting life and safety in our society, and that's something that's clearly being tested in our current time. Social housing that's community-funded will also come under pressure. So, what happens when a city declares bankruptcy? First of all, unlike a corporate bankruptcy, there's not going to be any liquidation. In the U.S., a city bankruptcy is governed by Chapter 9, and a judge will be appointed to oversee the spending of monies and the rebalancing of the budget. There's no free pass that allows the city to abdicate responsibilities for providing municipal services. The city still has the obligation to get its fiscal house in order. They still have to balance their budget, and they have to settle with claimants. The city still has to pay its legal bills, and the city still has to deal with its unfunded liabilities. For example, when the city of Vallejo, California declared bankruptcy, they had to balance their budget. They were spending more each year than they were bringing in. As a result, they closed three out of eight fire stations. That increased the response time to a medical emergency or fire. They reduced the staff in the fire department by 42%. The police department reduced the number of sworn officers from 155 down to 90. They cut the department by 47%. Now they still have to provide police protection and fire protection and medical protection, garbage pickup, and everything else that the city is responsible for but they've got less assets to do it with. The roads, unless they're getting outside funding from a higher level of government, those interior roads within a city will probably not be paved. The potholes will get worse, and if they deteriorate enough, they'll have to rebuild the road completely, which will cost many times more than maintaining the road properly in the first place. When there's a label put across a city or a county that says you're in bankruptcy, it equates in the minds of the public to dysfunction. You couldn't manage your own business, so you ended up in bankruptcy. The lasting legacy of a bankruptcy is that the city is not a place to invest. It discourages people from moving there, and it discourages the creation of jobs. It's assumed the place is economically depressed. Jobs start to leave permanently. Then real estate prices start to fall. They fall because the jobs are leaving the area permanently. The inevitable cutting of essential services means reduced safety for residents who live there you might see an increase in crime and vandalism. You might see an increase in desperation within the population. Even some of the best managed cities could stumble into bankruptcy. In these uncertain times, a review of a city's financial state should be part of your required due diligence for a new project. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Don't skip any steps in your due diligence. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.